Hello, and a warm welcome to everyone, wherever in the world you may be. Um, welcome to the very first United Cloud podcast. Um, we'll see where this one goes. Uh, hopefully it's a project that you know really kicks off and uh, everyone enjoys. Um, I just thought that, you know, I'd just do something off the cuff and kind of give my free thoughts for the first for the first week first episode maybe i don't know whether it'll be weekly or not but um you know obviously i'll be sharing my thoughts today but hopefully down the line i can get some some of you guys on and maybe some journalists and respectable people if it goes well um i'll definitely have a co-host on next week um you know i'll introduce him then uh but unfortunately he can't make it this week and uh yeah, as I say, hopefully it will be a weekly occurrence that you guys really enjoy. But again, it, it might not be very successful, but we'll see what happens. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to make a little video podcast. I don't know, however you're accessing this form of media, but um, I just wanted to kind of get the ball in motion, you know, for this for this program, you know, this project that I've started. Um, and, you know, what, what a better time to start than well, what's happening right now with all the turmoil at Man United and the Glazers and the absolute mess we've got to talk about. You know, there's no shortage of topics. Um, anyway, if, if we're looking at yesterday's performance uh, against Crystal Palace, um, I'm, well, at the time of recording, it was yesterday. Um, I mean, it's been a, been a few hours now, so I've been able to kind of calm down a little bit. But... Uh, if, if we're being serious here, that was not good enough for Manchester United to lose in that sort of way. You know, conceding three goals to Palace, creating literally nothing. You know, the performances from the entire team were diabolical, to say the least. Um, but, you know, we, we, we can't fall into the same trap that we fall into every single year, which is having a go at the manager and having, having a go at the players. Um, yeah, of course, you know, Solskjaer's tactics weren't quite right. I'll get into that later on. And I don't think many players performed to the best of their ability. But I think for once, we need to focus our energy as fans on, on the owners, on the Glazers. I think we all need to be on the same page that the Glazers are not good for this football club. And, you know, they, they're using Man United like their own private bank account. And for them, success on the pitch is is not the most important priority with their ownership. Whereas, you know, I'm very jealous when I look at, you know, the likes of Sheikh Mansour and Roman Abramovich, who clearly want their teams to do well. And as a result, in recent times, no surprise that City and Chelsea are the two most successful Premier League clubs in the last 10 years. But, uh, I mean, if we're going to start on the Glazers, you know, they've not invested any money into this club. None of the Glazers' money has come into Manchester United. You might think, oh, hang on then, how come we've signed, you know, Paul Pogba and Romelu Lukaku and Harry Maguire and spent over 600 million. Well, that money is all Manchester United's own money. And, you know, for many of you, you know, you will know this, but certainly some rival fans struggle to grasp the concept that Man United haven't had any, any money spent by the owners. It's all been their own money. And the Glazers have actually taken money out of Man United. They take about 10 million out of Man United every year in dividends. Um, and they've not put a single pound dollar for them or whatever sort of, you know, they've not put anything into the club at all. Um, the reason why this is is because the Glazers use Manchester United as a bank account. Um, and for them, if they spend money, it's because they want to get into the Champions League and they want to win money from out of the club so they can pocket it in short. And that's that's a simple way of putting it. The Glazers do not care about our success on the pitch, which is why they failed to invest us properly. Now, again, you might say, well, hang on. 
surely Man United don't need much money spending considering they've got so much. And, you know, you look at the sort of players that they have bought and the amount of money that they have spent. Well, it seems to be a recurring pattern that every time a manager looks like their team is really getting somewhere. Like, you know, it happened to happened to Jose Mourinho when he came second. And it's just happening to Solskjaer now after coming third. But I think hopefully the fans should be able to get something you know, amongst themselves to force the Glazers into buying someone like we did with Ed Woodward. But every time the manager seems to sort of get himself together and finally look like he might be able to challenge for the league title once from, for all, really, where Man United belong, they don't they don't get investment from the owners and they don't get, well, you know, they don't get the players they deserve. Um, you know, think back to when Jose Mourinho um, was sacked. In that summer, Manchester United bought Diego Dello and Fred and Lee Gron. Now, you know, I'm not going to say that Dallo and Fred aren't good players and Grant might have been a good signing for the squad. I don't know. But the issue is Manchester United that summer really needed a couple of world-class players, proven world-class players to come in and, um, you know, really cement that Premier League title charge for the next season. I think you're going to have to look at Gareth Bale and Toby Alderweireld. This massive deal with Man United missed out on in this summer. Maybe we're set to miss out on more massive deals, you know, most notably Jadon Sancho. But whatever happens, Man United might go and spend money to get into that Champions League position. But the moment Man United qualify for the Champions League, the Glazers don't care anymore because they've got their Champions League money and there's no need for them to, to invest any further in their opinion. You know, they're not, their priority is not winning titles. Their priority is getting money out of this football club because they use it not as a football club, but as a bank account. And that's the sad truth. And that's why this club will never go anywhere with the Glazers. You know, Solskjaer can be as good as you want. The players can be as good as you like. It, it, it's just doomed to fail with these idiots in charge. And unfortunately, they're rodents and they're not going to they're not going to go. And as long as Man United are a sustainable source of income for them, They've got no reason to leave the club. You know, it's a very valuable asset and it will take someone immensely rich to buy it off them. There's very few potential buyers in the world. And the fact of the matter is they've, they've got no reason to sell if the club's generating money. So the only way they're not going to be able to, uh, you know, not be able to keep the club on their hands if it stops generating money. Um, I, I personally believe we need some sort of collective fan movement to get rid of them. And that's probably the only way we can do it. Um, you know, individual claims for Glazers out aren't going to do much. Me saying on my Instagram, Glazers out isn't going to do much. You know, the likes of Mark Goldbridge and Stephen Housen on YouTube saying Glazers out isn't going to do much. You know, Pogba Senior, Ray showing Manchester United on Twitter isn't going to do much. You know, you need a consistent, strong, fan-driven core to get rid of these bastards out of the club. Um, I think, you know, I don't want to dwell on the Glazers for the whole whole thing and you know it's already been seven minutes which seems remarkable to me um, but I, I would rather talk about uh, you know Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and the positives you know I don't like talking about the negatives I think the positives are Solskjaer is a good he's proven to be a good enough manager I don't think well he's not won any trophies but I don't think anyone can turn around and say you know what Man United came third last year I'm not you know if, if going to that season they wouldn't have taken it considering everything going on around the club. I think third was a very respectable finish from Solskjaer. Maybe, you know, he could have done a little bit better. And I, I must say at the start of the year, we were absolutely awful. But Solskjaer didn't have the players he deserved. Again, we failed to sign a number 10. It was abundantly clear that we needed a number 10. When a number 10 comes in, look what you got. You know, Bruno comes in and we've not lost, a, we went lost again for 14, 14 last year. But 
obviously now he's finally lost in the Prem. But, you know, I think the issue of Solskjaer is at times he's certainly tactically naive. Um, he proved this uh, against Palace just now and he's proven it on several occasions last season. But hopefully, you know, as he develops, he'll get over this. When I'm talking about this, what I mean is the likes of Fosu Mensah being picked in the starting lineup. Yeah, I respect that Aaron Wambasaka had just been on uh, on his uh, little holiday in Dubai for whatever reason. It's not clear why he was there, if the club allowed him or not. But I personally believe, and I, I think many of you will agree with me as well, that Diego Delo is a much better fullback than Timothy Fossey Mensah. He's a much better footballer than Timothy Fossey Mensah, and he totally deserves to start. In addition to this, Dallo played the ni- uh, played the 60 minutes against, uh, who was it we played now? Aston Villa in the pre-season friendly that we had, the one pre-season friendly that we had. And he clearly was ready to play an intense Premier League game, or more ready than Fossey Mensah was. And that was probably the main reason why we lost, was the fact that we weren't sharp enough. Um... I don't understand why he didn't play play the low, and I don't understand why he played McTominay. Uh, you know, I, I think McTominay's a good player, but I don't think he's a defensive midfielder. I don't think Fred is either, but I think Fred is much more suited to that role behind Pogba and Fernandez than McTominay would be. Uh, I think McTominay actually individually was okay, but he, he he got he got beaten on the dribble plenty of times, and he doesn't give the same sort of solidity and protection that Matic gives. Um, and he doesn't give the passing that Matic and Fred both give. And I feel like, you know, if we if we had Fred's ability on the ball, ability to control the game, passing range against Palace, then it would have been much easier for Pogba and Fernandez to break down their defence, which is what we really badly struggled with. Um, Matic is, to be honest, totally integral to this Manchester United side. It seems as though we can't win without him. And we definitely felt his absence against Palace. Obviously, Matic himself couldn't play because he's only just returned from Serbia. He's not... I think he's had four training sessions with the team so far. But when he comes back into the team, we'll certainly see a big improvement. So don't worry too much about that. Um, I feel as though, you know, our team wasn't good enough. But again, there are excuses to be made why we lost that game in such a poor, poor fashion. It really was an awful performance, but I don't think it's sustainable. I feel like this team is better than that. And I think we've seen that this team is better than that. Um, fundamentally, though, this squad... The squad is not good enough. I feel as though the team, the starting eleven that we have, um, you know, the back four, you have you know Matic, Pogba, Fernandez, Greenwood, Martial, and and Rashford is a very good. It's a very good team. You know, it's it's not not on the level of Liverpool or City, I don't think. But the the, the starting eleven itself is a very good starting eleven. Obviously, we can still improve that, and I believe personally that Alex Tellez and Jaden Sancho would be excellent additions to improve that. But as much as anything else, they'd be great additions to improve the squad because our squad is paper thin. You know, you look at that team, you look at what Ole Gunnar Solskjaer wants. I think if Solskjaer wants to be a successful manager at Manchester United, he needs to be able to trust at least 15 players. And I think at the moment he can trust about 12. I think he probably trusts the starting lineup and then he probably half trusts Fred and McTominay, you know, trust Bailly a little bit, but he doesn't really trust any of the other players out of his starting eleven. You know, he, he I think he used to trust McTominay, but I'm I'm fairly sure that he wouldn't anymore. And yeah, maybe now with the signing of Van der Beek, he will trust him too. And he, by the way, he looks excellent. I really am excited about him. But 
the fact of the matter is Manchester United need to be able to have a squad they can depend on and players they can depend on to put in a good performance every week. And we, we haven't got that at the moment. You know, you can't depend on our rotation players, such as Dan James coming in to put in a performance every week. You can't depend on Martial and Rashford to put in a good performance every week. You can't even depend on Pogba and Fernandez to put a good performance in any, every week. The fact of the matter is we need at least three players who we can rely on. And I think, I think you can, you know, you can rely on the likes of Matic to have at least a solid performance. You know, he's got his limitations and he has got some games where he gets caught out. You know, you can typically rely on Fernandes and Pogba if they have Matic behind them to have a good game. And there's a point where I, I was thinking that Martial looked like he was really becoming that next level. And I think he, he probably will. He was probably just a bit tired against Palace after, you know, he played for France and you know, he didn't have much time to come back in. And obviously he played a lot at the end of last season. I feel as though Martial will be much more dependable next year um you know you look at that you look at that team and i think Solskjaer would really benefit with a couple of players coming into the squad let alone the starting lineup just so we can just so we can trust people and rest them and you know he played the same team five games in a row at the end of last year and the reason for that is not because you know he's got some sort of idea that he can only play 11 players it's because he doesn't trust the ones behind him you know he doesn't trust the the likes of james and um, you know the likes of, you know the, 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 these players behind, behind you know Fred and McTominay and Igalo, and he doesn't trust these players. He trusts his starting lineup, and at the end of the day, is that really good enough for Man United to only be able to have eleven players a manager trusts? No, it's not. So we've got to sign Sanchez and Tellez, Sancho and Tellez, not Sanchez, certainly not him, but. You know, I feel as though if we get those two players, they'll come straight into our best 11. And then he's got a dependable Luke Shaw, a dependable Mason Greenwood. He can play anywhere across the front line and Donny van der Beek. That's already big improvements. You know, if we're looking at 14 players, you know, obviously we need to get more in. I think we need to get Declan Rice in at some point in the future. And we desperately, desperately need a centre-back. Uh, on that issue of the centre-back, um, I believe Taylor Menji is a very, very, very promising young player. And if Solskjaer can ease him into the team, hopefully starting against Luton on Tuesday, I think we'll see a very, very good centre-back coming through. And I'm really excited about him. You know, he's quick, strong, excellent at reading the game, good on the ball. You know, he, he's a little bit rash at times, but all young players have got these flaws in their game. And what do you expect? You know, I, I think that he's, you know, on a similar sort of level, obviously not quite, but on a similar sort of level to what Greenwood was on at this time. So, there's every reason, you know, for, I'm, I'm completely for Menji coming into the team, you know, potentially ahead of Lindelof. I, again, I don't have too much against Victor Lindelof. I just feel as though he's not quick enough to play alongside Maguire. And I think Maguire is better personally. And I, I think a lot of fans agree. A lot of fans disagree. You know, it's a very heated debate between those two centre-backs. But for me, Maguire is our better defender out of the two and would really benefit from a faster partner. Upa Meccano in the long term would be outstanding. And hopefully we can get him next summer. But... While we haven't, I think we should at least try Tatum Menji. And I think Ole will try him because he does like playing the youth players at times. Um, I think our best 11 by the end of the season might consist of Menji. And hopefully he'll have Sancho and Tellers in it. And if Man United do get Sancho and Tellers, we're looking at a very decent side. You know, I've, you know, the goalkeeper, we'll see what happens over there. But, you know, he might end up going for Dean Henderson. We'll see. Um, the, the back two, if they're, you know, Tatum Menji and Harry Maguire or... Victor Lindelof even, or Eric Bailly. You know, we have got, individually, all of those defenders, I believe, are actually quite good in their own rights. And you can't forget Axel Tuanzebi as well. Obviously, he's got injury problems, but I, I think that 
our individual centre-backs are very good. It's just about finding the two that he actually trusts. And I think Maguire's got to be one of those two because he is the best. Um, right back, I, I don't know what's happening with Delo. I really think he's a good player, as you know. But if he's got to sell him, he's got to sell him. I don't I don't rate Fossi Mensa, um, to be fair. I, you know, I don't think he's, and he's a decent bloke. You know, he seems like he's a nice guy. But doesn't seem like he's that much of a good footballer. And I wasn't too sure about him when he came through, even back in 2017 or 2016 or whenever it was. Um he came through with Rashford, didn't he? I, I think the, the, the issue is is that he doesn't trust any of the backups to Wan Bissaka. Um, you know, Brandon Williams as well. You can't forget him. Uh, but I feel as though none of them are on the level of Wan Bissaka. Wan Bissaka at the moment obviously got tired. He got very tired at the end of last season, and that cost us a lot because he was one of our better players. And you can't forget that he was one of our better players for the majority of last year. Obviously, he struggled, but you know, he's a great player. Um, Maguire. I think he's a good defender. You know, you put someone next to him, good defender. Luke Shaw, Tellez, you know, the left-back options would be good. Uh, you know, Shaw can offer you more defensive side. And Tellez, you know, he's an excellent set-piece player. He's an excellent crosser of the ball. He's a really experienced, you know, defender. He's a, he's a leader. I think he'd be an excellent signing. We've got to get him in. I would have preferred Rejulon, or however you say his name. But, you know, he's obviously gone to Spurs, and that makes me sad. But... You know, we could really, really do with another left back because we've only got out of six fullbacks, we've only got one left footed fullback. And, you know, I don't think Brandon Williams is quite, he's, I don't think he's quite there yet either. So I, I think personally, you've got to go for, you've got to go for Alex Tellez. You know, Nemanja Matic, I think is a great defensive midfielder. Um, you know, we should look to get Declan Rice in long term. I do, I do rate him. I know a lot of people don't rate him, but I think he's the closest thing I've actually seen to Matic in a player at the highest level. Um, Paul Pogba, got to be in the team. Bruno Fernandes, got to be in the team. Donny van der Beek behind them, you know, in the pecking order. You can probably, you know, play all three at the same time if he wants to. All, they all are, you know, that's where our strengths lie in, in the in the attacking midfield. Um, and the attack would be excellent if we had Sancho in there. You know, having having options of Greenwood, Sancho, Martial, and Rashford. You know, that's 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 world class. That's a world class front forward to select from because you've got young players, exciting players, and very very good players as well. You know, goal scorers, creative players, dribblers. You know, the sort of players you want. Um, anyway, that's probably gonna be about it for the first episode. You know. I'm, I don't know how, how it's gone. I don't know. I've got no idea what it's like doing a podcast and I've done anything like this before. Um, but then again, I've never done anything like Instagram before and or editing or, you know, any of that sort of stuff that I've done on there. So that's obviously gone all right. So hopefully this has gone all right too. But, you know, let me know your thoughts. I hope you've enjoyed listening um, or watching. Uh, I'm still not sure how I'm going to publish this. I might do it in both ways, but I've got a video and a and a you know voice thing so we'll, we'll see what happens and hopefully i can develop it further as well if it if it does go well um and you know I'll, I'll hopefully i'll be able to get some you know really really interesting people on here you know if i can get a few journalists on here it would be a, a dream if i can get some of you guys on here you know giving your thoughts that'd be excellent and i'm, I'm gonna have a co-host next week and we'll both be on it every week and i'll introduce you to him then but uh here we are thanks for listening and uh you know, any any feedback, I'm, I'm open, you know, just drop me a DM, drop me an email at unitedcloud18 at gmail.com. And uh, that'll be it. Thanks, guys. Have a good week.